0: Some other 1,000-yard receivers. Give me your over-unders on these guys. Devontae Parker had 12 2 last year. Broke out in year five. Late bloomer like Robert Woods. Good for him. Balled out with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Maybe it's him. He's got that rapport. Maybe it's two of the rookie. We'll see. He did get the ball to a pair of first-round receivers in Rugs and Judy. So are you guys taking the over-under or under on Devontae Parker?
1: Definitely over. I mean he definitely he has some he's had some health issues in the past but you know I think if if he plays with fits all year I mean this this kind of depends on who's playing quarterback most of the year if they're going to go straight to 2-0 right away then then I, it might be hard for me to see him getting 1000 yards but if they go with fits then I like what I'm seeing like man he that guy is that guy, that guy is so talented when he's healthy i remember watching him against the eagles last year he just like nutsacked our whole secondary like <laughs> crazy catches like that dude is when he's healthy he's super talented i i really like his game i don't know what took him so long probably just being in, in miami and it's just weird over there you know but <laughs> um, yeah i just i like everything about him if if like I said, if he's healthy, so. And obviously, depends. It depends. What like? What do you guys think about? Does Tua play right away? Does he play halfway through if they struggle? You know, what do you guys think?
0: Good question. I think Fitz starts week
2: one at least, uh, maybe for a month. Yep, that's exactly what I have. Four games. Uh, I mean, I mean, look, you guys have seen it happen over and over. Fitz, Fitz, magic but that magic only lasts for anywhere from three to four games. Maybe it gets to the fifth or sixth, but I don't think it's going to get that far. Um, if the Dolphins are like me, and I think they are, I love to, man. I, I think this kid is something special. I think he's uh, – I mean, it, it's kind of hard to say, um, but following in the lines of Drew Brees, Russell Wilson – I think Tua is in that notion, is just he's he's cerebral, he's poised, he's confident, he's not shaken, um, and, and he can get over he can get over humps, he can get over obstacles. I mean, I don't know if you guys watch a lot of college football, but I mean the dude played in the SEC and he destroyed those NFL defenses. Most NFL starters, top money earners, or they're coming from the SEC, he destroyed those defenses. He even played LSU, who won the title um, last year. Played against LSU on one leg. If you don't remember that, and threw like 460 yards and four touchdowns. That's insane. Um, and look, and LSU broke the record too for defensive players taken in the first round. I think in the first three rounds also. So this this guy, I think, is the real deal. Obviously, with any player out there, there's always injury risk. I don't care if you've never been hurt or been hurt before. Everyone is subject to an injury on every player. Um, but you're going to have to take that chance. You know what I mean? Um, so I think they took that chance. I think Tua is going to be the guy. Not week one. Like Wes said, I think it will take about four to six weeks. But he's just definitely going to be the plug and play as far as over-under. I don't see it with Devontae just because of those mm. two options. Fitzmagic's magic running out a little bit too early and them being a little bit more careful with, uh, with uh, Tua when he comes – when it comes to start for the Dolphins. But don't forget, that division, I mean, I don't think there's a better secondary um, as far as four teams in the division. I don't think there's a better secondary that they're going to face twice twice a year. Bills, Patriots, Jets, that's tough, man. Good point. That is tough.
1: I should add, too, for my my prediction is that, you know, I don't even think Fitz needs to be good necessarily, but if they get in a lot of shootouts like they did last year, where, you know, he might throw four picks in the first quarter and they're down 30 to nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty straight quarters are just airing it out, baby. (laughs) Yeah, that's when it gets pulled. That's when the plug's pulled, man. That's where you see two of them. I'm kind of factoring that into, like, just, you know, not – They're not going to have a lot of leads in games, so they're going to be throwing a little more. So I think that'll factor into it, too.
0: Oh, all right. Well, I think as a product of the offense and being, I guess, the best player on that team right now, I, I, I'll take the over at this point. Um, but it's more of a situation and them drafting him high. And then it's more of that. I think they'll feature him. I'm, I'm not really all about Devontae Parker, to be honest. Uh, all right. Carolina, uh, 1,175 yards last year. DJ Moore, new staff over or under
2: i know what paul's going to say <laughs>
1: yeah I love, I love this kid man he's good but yeah my only question is is you know they're going to have a completely new head coach completely new quarterback you know they're probably going to be run heavy but i mean he's the clear clear number one option on that team as far as throwing the ball i mean look at the year he put up last year with freaking Kyle Allen and you know the whole quarterback mess they went through last year. So, man, I think the sky's the limit for this kid. He could be,
2: you know, if they had a
1: if they had a better you know quarterback situation. You know, I I like Teddy, but for me, he's more of a game manager than you know a guy who's gonna like win the game passing it. So, I mean, if if they had a little bit better of a quarterback situation, I'd put him like you know close to top five as far as you know. I just think he's he's super special.
2: Um, I think he's super special, too. I don't know about top five. I I would have to dive in a little bit deeper, maybe as as deep as you've dug so far. But I I do really like the guy. Um, The only thing I really have in my notes here is eventually, in time, his talent will prevail. That's all I have. (laughs) You see the guy play, he's he's nuts. With CMC and all those target shares, with the lack of elites or even – Quarter, you know, decent quarterback play. I mean, he just – he puts up great numbers. Um, that's a nut, man. He's, he's one of the most underrated route runners in the league, I think. And, and to do it on a team like that, that's that's pretty awesome.
0: Dude, I had no idea all three of us liked DJ Moore this much. <laughs> wow. I guess that's one of those players in fantasy you kind of keep to yourself your opinion a little <laughs> bit because I, I think we all – not even like, I think we all love DJ Moore. So um, I take the over, but I do say I am a little worried. Curtis Samuel's there. Robbie Anderson's there. They're not better, but they're capable and they're there. CMC, Yeah. if CMC's going to hog up another 80 to 100 and whatever catches, that hurts. So I don't think it's a slam dunk, but I think he gets there too. Wow! All right, the next guy on this list, I'm a hard no on. He's got a he got a 1,112 yards. <coughs> New offensive coordinator in Pat Shermer. The Broncos drafted Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler. They're expecting Noah Font to have a larger role. They signed Melvin Gordon. They give the ball to Philip Lindsey. but they have a young quarterback in Drew Locke. We don't know. We don't know. Sure. I'm going under on Cortland Sutton. Uh, I saw him go between 72 yards and 120 yards seven times in 11 games with Joe Flacco. He only hit that twice in five games with Drew Locke. It's not the end-all be-all, though, because Drew Locke, rookie, Broncos struggling team, I get that. I'm factoring that in, too. I just think when you look at from the lens of a Broncos fan, they they want to – They want to get all their players involved. I think that hurts Sutton. I don't think Sutton's a top 20 receiver in the league, maybe not even 30. I'd have to really look at that. Um, So, yeah, that's an easy under for me, but maybe one of you guys, if you think it's an over, maybe you can sway me over.
1: No, I I agree. Um, It was actually a close one for me. I actually love his talent, and I love watching him play last year. He was on a few of my fantasy teams, and, you know, he's super – for how tall he is, he's super smooth, you know, with his route running for – you know, he's still he's still pretty raw. He's only been in the league a couple of years. So just to see his progression, you know, of last year was, was pretty awesome. So I'm really pulling for him, but it's just, like you said, the weapons that they drafted and – the biggest for me is I just don't think Drew Locke is a capable quarterback. I mean, he had a couple good games last year. I think he kind of, kind of took defenses by by storm a little bit before they kind of like knew had tape on him and knew what he was about. But then you know, over time, he kind of started struggling more. You know, he like you said, he's young. He could turn it around. But but based on what I've seen him from last year, I I, I don't see. I don't see it from Drew Locke, so I think that'll be the, his biggest hurdle.
2: Same. I'm, uh, I'm on the uh, I'm on the under. Um, I mean, they took Jerry Judy high, so I mean, Jerry Judy's a phenomenal athlete. He's a great route runner. He's definitely going to get looks. Um, I don't knock his talent at all. So I think you're right, right there. Yeah, he's a big body. He definitely has some crazy body control. You see, make some crazy, amazing catches um, last year. Um, not really anything to say about Drew Locke. I don't really like to judge rookies off of, you know, or quarterbacks off of one year. I like to wait, honestly, at least three to four years to to fully give my say. But um, I mean, there's just too many weapons for uh, for this new coordinator to implement, and we don't really know if Sutton's going to be there. And again, it's Drew Locke's second year, so. Even if he is a number one guy, he still would be kind of iffy with him going over a hundred. So I'll take the under.
0: All right, clean sweep there. Even though all Broncos fans would want all of us to know that aren't Broncos fans that Drew Lock went four and one.
2: I know, I know.
0: I know too. Still don't care. <laughs> Sorry, Denver.
2: <laughs>
0: all right, over in Big D, eleven oh seven for Michael Gallup. Got a new head coach c d lamb now in the mix Dak Prescott, maybe he plays, maybe he doesn't paul yeah over under a thousand for michael gallup
1: uh I definitely taken the under here um there's a few different things going on, you know they got obviously you know with amari there he he was he he broke out last year for sure, but you know they. They also drafted C.D. Lamb, so he's going to be, you know, he's a rookie, but he's going to be a competition for targets. They're gonna, they should run the ball a little more next year. You know, they got, they still got Zeke, they still got a pretty formidable O line. So I just don't think the opportunities will be there like they were last year. And I think just watching Cowboys games last year, I think a big thing that um, that kind of helped, you know, Dak set records for passing yards, and a lot of people, you know. Amari and Gallup having big games is because, man, they they were king of garbage time, watching them last year. Like, they had some monster garbage time performances, I'm especially looking at that Green Bay game.
2: Green Bay, yeah.
1: <laughs> a, couple games, a couple of the games, too, they just got boat raced in the first half, and then they were just – and then the second half, you know, they'd make it somewhat interesting. But, man, Deck And Co. Those guys were king of garbage time. Like I just really, I just really thought that was interesting last year watching them. That you know I think, I think that was a big reason for their big big offensive stats last year. So I think you got to take that into context when you're kind of evaluating them this year. And you shouldn't expect them to be a top five offense again. I don't, at least in my mind. And plus, you know their defense is is so as questionable as ever. They were they lost people. They didn't really add much so um so yeah just based on all that i just don't i don't see the thousand yards for yeah uh,
2: i'm gonna take some of those points but actually flip him in my favor to say that michael gallup's gonna hit the over uh one of the main things that jumps out at me is he missed two games last year and he still hit um i honestly think that kellen moore mccarthy Tandem is going to work. I think that's going to be pretty filthy. Um, but based off of what you said about the garbage time, I think it's going to be the same thing this year. I don't really see Dallas going that far because of the fact that they lost one of the best and most agile and intelligent linemen in Travis Frederick. But on the flip side, you lost Robert Quinn. That was actually their sack leader. It wasn't Demarcus Marcus Lawrence um jeff heath is not a big name but he's you know he he gets a lot of the playing time he gets most of the snaps in the safety position and then they lost their top their top flat corner in, in byron jones so were they all replaced no none of them were replaced so i think getting boat racing in the first half we're going to see a lot of that this year um playing from behind we're going to see a lot of that this year too um so um and again with the cd lamb thing it's it's kind of my uh, issue with all rookies this year. You know what? What kind of uh, share time are they going to have, and quality time are they going to have with these offenses to produce? I mean, Randall Cobb had a pretty sick year last year. You know, he was on I would say at least 80% of fantasy rosters. Um, is that all going to go to C.D. Lamb in his rookie year with limited practice? I don't think so. Michael Gallup also struggled with a lot of drops um, for as much talent as he has. I don't think that's going to continue. I think he'll make that. a uh, Um, I think he'll surpass that, and I think he'll definitely hit the one pair.
0: Nice. All right, you guys put me on the spot to split this decision. Well, look, let me throw some shine on Dallas real quick instead of all three of us (laughs) kind (laughs) of piling on them, except you gave some some love to Gallup, Drew. They think they replaced Byron Jones with Trevon Diggs in the second round from Bama. They think – I didn't say I think. Dallas thanks. Look, I, I I went back to look at Mike McCarthy's best seasons with three wideouts being absolutely productive. So 2016. Jordy Nelson had 1257. Devontae mm-hmm. Adams. Jordy. Devontae had 997. That same year, Rambo Cobb had 610. It's productive. In 2014. The other year I found where McCarthy engineered three productive receivers. Jordy again at fifteen seventeen. That's a, that's a lot of freaking yards. Uh, <laughs> and Cobb 1287, a duo that year. And then a rookie Devonte Adams posted 446. So you had Cobb getting 610 one year as the third receiver Adams getting 446 another year. Somewhere along that, I would consider the median for C.D. Lamb. So, because I do think Lamb is the third wheel in that situation, he's gonna have to earn it. It's not gonna be given. He he's gonna he's gonna be that third guy on the field, but he's gonna have to earn that tar- that target share over Michael Gallup. Because, yeah, close game, blowout, whatever it was, Prescott went to Gallup enough for eleven oh seven, and like you said, Drew, missing a couple games too. So I think there's a chance all three can be productive. I think there's a chance Michael Gallup can get 1,000 yards. I don't think he gets there, though. I'm with you, Paul. Don't think Gallup quite gets there. Here's a player I like, all right? He's over in the AFC. Just got over 1,000 yards, had 1,008. Has a new head coach. They drafted receiver Lavisca Chanel as DJ Char. He's with Gardner Minshew. new oc is jay gruden think of what you will as a head coach maybe maybe he's a good oc over or under on dj chart uh
1: i gotta i gotta go with the under i i really do like chart (laughs) the year he had last year you know kind of you know coming out the way he did but i just think a combination of you know like you said jay gruden being the new coordinator and you know i think and then with Fournette there, I, I just think, you know, they're going to lean on the run game a lot just because I don't know how much they're going to trust Minshew to to be a passer next year. And um, I guess the one thing they do have going for them is, you know, they're probably not going to be very good next year. So they might be down a lot. So they might be in kind of those situations where they're throwing because they're behind. So from that aspect, I could see it. But, but my gut says no just because I think – as much as I love Gardner Minshew, I think he still has a long way to go as a, as a true, like, passer. And then and then just the fact that they'll be running the ball a lot. So um, just based on that, I'll say no.
2: Bring out the bandana and the short jean shorts, man. I'm all about Gardner Minshew from last year so far. Again, I don't like to judge too much within the first, second year. Give me at least three. But – Um, I like what I've seen so far. Uh, I think he's a gunslinger. I think he moves around well, and he seems to always find his receivers, his receivers meaning DJ Char. Um, Overall, I just think DJ Char is just too talented not to hit it. Um, I think the Gruden addition helps him. Um, The Chenault draft, he's he's a great talent. Um, He's a great physical specimen, but he also did have a core surgery this offseason. So is he going to be there in time? Um, or will he be, you know, lagging a few weeks into the, uh, into the regular season? Um, that's chemistry loss right there. So you're, you're already kind of pushed back with the pandemic with that lack of time. Um, Minshew and Chark already have that chemistry, like we talked about before. Uh, I think it's all systems go. I mean, DJ Chark, is, he seems to catch everything. Um, you know, he's kind of in that – I mean, I, I like DK Metcalf a lot better, but before DK Metcalf hit that hype button, for me, it was DJ Chark, so I'm on board for 1K. Damn. Damn.
1: And no, the like Jags I'm don't sure. get
2: love. Nobody watches the Jags. They can't even afford their own local time slot. But if
1: you watch the Jags,
2: <laughs> um, shout out to NFL Game Pass. Uh, DJ Shark is doing some things out there.
1: I like me some Chris Collins. <laughs>
2: <already>. Chris Collins <laughs> getting a shout out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. Uh, Is he a
1: wrestler?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, I guess DJ Chark gets a K. I guess. Um, I mean, Jay Gruden had Jamison Crowder, Josh Doxson, and Paul Richardson, so nothing. So I can't grade Jay Gruden. Uh, Yeah. I watch the Jaguars because I think Leonard Fournette is one of the most underrated players in the league and it freaking bothers me. Just <laughs> um I mean, he had what over four hundred yards receiving too and he had a thousand yard a year. Come on, man. But yeah, I don't know. He, he's good, man. I don't know what the bad rap is on Leonard Fournette. Um his
1: yard for carry isn't great, but but the guy's but the guy showed he can be a workhorse, you know, and he gets you know, So yeah same thing with Derrick Henry
2: though when he first started before he blew up his yards from pay wasn't that great yeah. but he's just so I mean he's just like Fournette he's carrying that team everyone knows they're running and handing off a Leonard and he's just a train man he's a massive train he's just gonna run you over or he's gonna stiff arm you to the ground and bury you he is and do we ever
0: talk about the Jags O-line in a positive manner like I don't know that... MJD years maybe <laughs> <laughs> playoff years. Yes. And, but I mean I guess as a product of of the system and maybe being the second best player on that offense and maybe playing from behind. I guess Shark Hits okay. Sure. There you go.
1: <laughs> <laughs>